Hi, this is Joe Shannon. I'm a lawyer, a husband, a father of six kids, and I also uh, host a podcast called Opening Statement with Joe Shannon. Please consider listening to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple, and any other folks that host podcasts. Just Google Joe Shannon and podcast and you'll find it. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hey, listen, coach, let's, let's, um, let's move to 2020. So you, are you still living in Lockport? I retired 14 years ago. Okay. And so are you, tell me what you're doing now. Um, well, I give lessons. I work for a place called Game Day. They work all over. I work for USA Baseball. USA Baseball is a governing body of baseball throughout the country. And that's where uh, Strasburg and all the big major league guys play. I'll, I'll be out in North Carolina in August with that. And then I work um, for Linkway Prospects and Exposure. I evaluate coaches, players, and help kids go to college. And it's, uh, it's just the best, you know. I mean, it's um, – it's not very lucrative, but the best thing in the world is being a teacher and seeing a student you had go on to become a good father, a minister, uh, a coach, get in business. Uh, I had one of my good friends, one of my players' father died last night. We sent a bunch of texts. And I mean, it's the greatest thing is being involved with players who you've coached who have become really good men and they're, and they're good, great people in their community, good, great Christians. It's unbelievable. You know, um, they, that's, that's kind of my currency of, of whether somebody's rich or not is whether, you know, what's the number and depth of relationships you have. And, you know, being a coach for so long at, uh, you know, Lockport and winning those three state championships, I mean, you must have a treasure trove of relationships that just, you know, every, every day get, get, uh, you know, uh, replenished by by folks reaching out to you well you know it's funny I have two former players that are billionaires I mean they're billionaires there's probably 20 that are millionaires but there's a lot of them who are who are just good fathers and good coaches and and good people and that's the best thing and the nicest thing once you're taught because I was kind of a hyper crazy coach I told you I was a football coach coach in baseball some of these guys thought I was crazy but one thing is always true when my players need me, I'm going. If I got to go at two o'clock in the morning, I bail kids out of jail. Uh, if I got to go meet a guy for lunch, I'm there. And I wanted, I think those kids know. I think the players, I was really hard on players, but they played really hard for me because I think they knew I'm all in. It's not about just me. It's about us together. And I'm not going to, we lose. It's not going to be, you know, you, you lost. I won. No, it was us together. And I think guys understand that. How do, you, how do you get that through to players at the beginning of the season? You know, I want to get into more of the mental game. I, I know that you, you probably, you know, uh, ran hard physically, but mentally, how do, how do you get a group together? For example, in football, you got a hundred players maybe. And uh, how do you get a, a group of hundred guys right at the beginning of, I bet you it starts in the spring uh, and then works through the summer Tell, tell me how you think about that and organize it uh, mentally for these guys. I think one of the biggest things, and I don't care where it is, you have to have discipline. I think even in the professional game, 
guys have structure, they have discipline. I remember Joe Madden saying one of his comments when he was with manager of the Cubs, I hold you responsible for the first 90 feet that you're in. So if you don't run hard, other guys know that, and they know you haven't done that. Now it leads me to write as a coach to get on your, you know, in the big leagues, they don't get on players. I think discipline is extremely, extremely big. I think their belief in you, that they know you, if, if kids know you care about them, they're all in. But if they don't think, you know, when I have a drill, um, I'd, I'd kids goof around in my drill. So I said, okay, guys, there's no talking to my drill. Raise your hand. A couple of parents like, Coach, how we like that because I want the kid to come in there. I want to teach you. I want you to learn. And you know what? When you leave, you go out, you can do whatever you want. But while you're there, I want you to learn. So number one, discipline. Number two, knowing, knowing your content, being prepared. When you go to a lesson, you better be able to give that kid the most you can. I would someday have 20 lessons in a row. And that last lesson, I was dead tired. But you know what? I still had to give that kid my best effort that day. And I mean, even when you weren't feeling good, it's your best. And you got to suck it up. I mean, life is about adversity. We have the biggest adversity hitting us right now. And people are responding so well to each other. And that's what sports is. Are you able to respond when adversity hits you? I mean, look at the Bulls. Look at when, when um, Dennis Rodman left and Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen went to Vegas to get him to bring him back. They weren't. They just knew Dennis had to do his thing. They let him go do his thing. They brought him back and went on and won a championship. I mean, if that doesn't tell you teamwork and showing how uh, Michael Jordan is such a great human being and how he cared, not about Michael. He cared about the team, about Chicago, about giving himself. So, Yeah. So let's talk a little baseball because that's that's kind of your 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 background. So we're in twenty twenty. I gotta tell you, Coach, I didn't know how much I loved baseball until right now when I'm missing out on. So I'm a Mariners fan. Never been to the World Series. I think I think we're probably the only team that hasn't gone to the World Series uh, of all the major league teams. And um, so. But you know, we weren't, we weren't going to go this year either. I don't think. But uh, but I, you know, I'm used to hearing hearing the games on TV, listening on the radio. It's all gone. I mean, do you feel it? Oh, it's killing me. I was at the last game. See, I go to Florida for three months. When I'm down there, um, it's a re. My wife and I go down there, and it's a great blend because it's uh, we go see her mom maybe on one day. I go to the pool the next day. I think we, we could hit a casino. Next day is baseball. So she lets me have my baseball picks. I was at the last game when they stopped, when the pandemic stopped. I was at a game. Scotty Fletcher is a former major league player. He played for yeah. the Cubs and Sox. He got me tickets. I went to see the Tigers play the Braves. And there was about two-thirds of the people there. Normally it's filled. And then that's when major league baseball stopped it. And I had been to probably about four or five college games. And, I mean, I tell you what, it's a dagger in my heart, man. I'm It's – so whatever I could do to to bring it back, like the seniors lost their year, the seniors yeah. in state of Illinois. So we're hoping in June, if we get a clearance, we're going to have like an all-star game. Because I was on the high school board for 35 years. I was a president, vice president, treasurer. I stepped down in December, but I'm, I want to be involved. So if we can do this to give the seniors some type of closure, have an all-star game, around the state with a bunch of, a bunch of different places. I told me I get, I'll get locked for it. We have lights 
have a couple games there, but to give the seniors something back. So whatever I can do anytime, I'm in. I'm in if it's a donation, I'm in if it's a time, whatever. But you know what? Now being retired for I just feel the obligation to help and do whatever I can to help society. So tell me, Coach, who are you a fan of? I'm a, I'm a big fan of Chicago Cubs and, uh, and the Bears. And, uh, the, you know, I always liked the Bulls. I was never a gigantic Michael Jordan fan. And I met Michael Jordan because Doug Collins, who coached the Bulls, Doug um, and I went to school together. He actually dated my wife before I did. And Doug spoke at a St. Francis banquet. And we went down to see them practice. And Michael Jordan came out, met my kids, signed their shirts. This is before the Bulls, right when he was going to make the change. I think the next year, Doug was gone and Phil Jackson came in and they made their runs. But, um, yep. you know, it's uh, – I love the Cubs. Um, I'm not a Sox fan because I grew up on the south side, which is unusual because normally it's south side, white Sox, north side yeah. Cubs. But So when I – I went through a lot of grief when I was younger because being a Cub fan, so – so, so uh, Cubs fan, who's the best Cub you ever saw play? Um, I'll tell you what, the guy who stands out in my mind is, is Ernie Banks. I just love Ernie Banks because he was, let's play two and he's just such a classy, classy player. And, you know, there's been a lot of them I like, you know, Ron Sano, uh, Beckert, uh, Billy Williams, just a lot of good guys. But you know what, I wish my dad was here when they won it because we would be at home in Chicago Ridge. I grew up in Chicago Ridge in the South Side, and we'd be and they'd be playing the Phillies, and they were fourteen and a half games out. And they split with the Phillies. My dad was happy. I go, Dad. I go, our team. But he goes, but we didn't get we didn't get beat two. We we won the same game. I'm like, come on, Dad. What the heck? <laughs> so what high school did you go, to, Coach? Went to Marist. Went to our Lady Ridge Grammar School. Went to Marist. Played three sports. I went on a football scholarship to Illinois State. Was there for five years because they brought 13, 13 of us back, and we went 8-8 through my senior year, and then I went back to Marist for one year. I was at Lockport for 32, so uh, I had a chance to go coach in college a couple times, and I, I just stayed at Lockport. I think it was a good move for me because my family was there and stuff, so I owe a lot to the Lockport community. Yeah, you know, Lockport's such a great town. I mean, I you know, it's uh, – uh, there's so many uh, awesome tr traditions and history in Lockport. And uh, I think when, when they made that 355 go south, I think it's e even better because it's more accessible oh, yeah. to people. But, you know, um, well, that's, that's great stuff. So as far as baseball goes, though, do you think that we're going to get any baseball in and uh, MLB in 2020? Oh, yeah. I talked to Ron. I talked to Coomer probably three times a week. Ron and I are really close. You know, he's announced with the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs are planning on coming to town. Uh, June 10th, he's coming in town the 8th. I'm going to pick him up. And um, they're planning on I'm playing on July 4th at Wrigley Field. So it's going to be just just uh, fans or just uh, players, no fans, no spectators. Ron and Pat will do the game, and they'll travel throughout just the Midwest. And Ron and Pat won't travel the team. They'll just stay and they'll do the games from Wrigley Field because they, they redid the whole press box last year for them. So it should be pretty nice. But there'll be baseball July 4th. Wow, this is an inside scoop. I haven't heard anybody tell me definitively there's going to be baseball. So you heard it right here from Coach Hall. There's going to be baseball in Chicago July 4th. At Wrigley Field. Yeah, Ron told me about two weeks ago, and he said that they were talking – 
throughout the country about that and stuff, and MLB was throwing us out, you know, and then the states all, all, all have to get along with that. But right now, I think with them bringing people back and, and the decline in the, in the uh, virus and everything, I, you know, I think it's great. You know, so, I mean, I so tell me it. how they're going to do it. Are they, are they going to ha have all the teams, the MLB teams, still American League, National League, or what are they going to well, do? There's three, there's three divisions. There's the East, the Central, and the West, and you're just going to play. The East is going to play, the Central is going to play, and then the West is going to play. And then they're going to have – there's going to be 14 teams involved in the playoff. And then, and then I guess they're, they'll have a World Series after that, the plan right now. And the concern was – Number one, fans. Number two, families. Number three was if someone gets the virus, you know, how do you handle that? You know, and, and I think Major League Baseballs, they've been, they've been, you know, banging their heads against the wall to get it done. But it, it's supposed to be July 4th weekend. It's going to be baseball at Wrigley Field. And then maybe the World Series. You said four teams in the playoffs? 14 teams. I oh, think 14. 14 okay. teams would be in a playoff. Maybe – Maybe one game, one game here, one game there, and stuff. And yeah. I still think there. I still think it's going to be. It's not going to be a definitive thing because I think as they go along and they see how people are, they'll they'll work through it. Well, I'm hoping my Mariners can do something. I mean, I I'm still stuck in 2001 when they won 116 games, and uh, then lost to the Yankees. So, I'm you know, I'm a little bit bummed about that. But what are you going to do? What do you, well, I mean, what's your, what's your feeling? Why haven't they won? So the Mariners, uh, so they had, now, believe it or not, Griffey wasn't on that team. Uh, Ken Griffey uh, had just left the Mariners to go back to the Reds. And um, I believe it was Ishiro's first or second year. And um, they had an unbelievable, you know, no-name roster. Yeah, but they had some great, you know, pitching, obviously. Uh, you know what? Right. They should have should beat the Yankees that year. Just should I mean, if we would have had Griffey, I think that would have put him over the top. Because I think right. you have to have that one guy, that Reggie Jackson, that, uh, you know, that guy that's just basically bigger than the whole event to right. kind of bring you through it. Right. And they didn't have it. So, but, you know, it's, uh, as you know, it all comes down to pitching coach. Oh, it's, it's going to be pitching there. And, and you know, I think – uh, team play too, you know. I mean, it's guys giving up, being disciplined, and I think um, David Ross helped helped the Cubs so much oh, yeah. because he was such a good clubhouse guy. And Ron Coomer played with David and said he's a great clubhouse. I mean, here's David Ross, who probably is writes a book about it and is is a backup catcher. Now, how many backup right. catchers? But he had such great insight, and he was so structured, so disciplined. And he was so good with guys in a clubhouse. And that's really important. In Major League, you gotta have a good clubhouse. If your clubhouse has dissension or problems, that's gonna that's gonna, you know, carry on to the field. Yeah, you know, I, you, you kind of sense that with those uh that Washington Nationals team that that just won it. They seem like they had a pretty good clubhouse, didn't they? They really had a great clubhouse, really did. And and Davey Martinez was a Cubs, you know, he was a Cubs assistant coach and Davey's really a good guy, and I mean, I think he listened to things that Joe did, and who would have thought they would have won, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, my buddy is Pat Murphy. He's a bench coach for the Brewers, and in that game, when the Nationals beat the Brewers, they shouldn't have, I don't know if you realize, that the third base or the right fielder for the 
uh, for the Brewers made a let a ball go underneath his glove and let three runs score. Otherwise, the Brewers would have been in it, you know. So the Brewers got to be thinking back, thinking we could have been there too. We could have won, you know. So well, I tell you that Brewers are are a heck of a story. I mean, I that that coaching staff you got the the Notre Dame dude coach manages manage them, and I tell you that guy is. I think been one of the best managers in baseball the last, you know, three or four years getting that team. I mean, and then they lost their best player before the playoffs. Right. Right. I mean, well, I mean, Cons- that's Craig a clubhouse. Counsel. Craig Council's is great coach. Pat Murphy was, Pat's a good friend. He was a head coach at Arizona state for a long time. Then he went, he was a uh, Padres head coach for a year. He was at a triple a for a while, but Pat's, Pat's really good. And, and Craig council, I work for Craig council, Notre Dame, and they have a great staff, you know, their old pitching coach, Derek Johnson is now with the, with the Cincinnati Reds, but they've got a good organization, a small market organization, but they're competitive. Murph's that type of guy. Murph's, Murph, Pat Murph's an ex-Golden Glove boxer. Craig Council's a hard-nosed, scrappy kid from Milwaukee. And, I mean, they've, they've had great, great teams and great, great runs. Hey, so what's the best baseball movie? Oh, man. Um, I love Field of Dreams. I love that. I love watching that. I cry when I watch that. Um, oh, there's an old one um, called It Happened Every Spring. And oh. it's with, I don't know if you remember it. No, I never seen it. Yeah, it's it's Happened Every Spring. And it's about a guy that, that um, gets his potion and it makes the ball move. And he puts this special potion on the ball and it makes the ball move. And it, it like moves away from bats, and it's it's really funny. Yeah, it's, I think the guy who's in his name Ray Milan, he's in it, and he winds up pitching, and they get they make it to the, to the World Series and everything. But that's that's one on ones. I mean, there's, um, you know, Field of Dreams is a big one for me, and then um, uh, the one I forget the name of it uh, about. Well, they got the uh, Lou Gehrig story. Is that's a sad one and stuff. So yeah, part of the Yankees. Any of those around, I'm watching it. I'm watching if if I watch it for the. 50th time I'm watching it. What, tell me why you think uh, baseball is so magical in America. Well, I just think it's, um, you know, and it's tough now because I think more and more kids aren't playing baseball because it's a failure game. Think about this. It's the only yeah. game the defense has a ball. It's nine against one. And I think I commend parents for kids who are playing because a lot of times when kids don't have success, they're, they feel bad and parents let them just quit, you know? And I mean, I think it's great because it teaches you how to deal with adversity. I was at a, when Coomer was announcer for the twins, I was up there and I saw A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, who was making $262 million strike out four times in the game. And you talk about, he looked, he looked terrible. It's a humbling game, you know, because I just think it's it's a great game because you know what? You can get waxed one day and you come back the next day and win, you know, and you're never, you know, you're never out of it. You can, you can come back and, you know, games are won in the first inning because a team's not ready in a big inning or in the last inning when a team rallies and stuff. So I just think, I mean, it's America's pastime and we got to get it back, man. We got to get it back for our people. Yeah, you know, uh, I do see that less younger people are playing baseball, but you know what they've done to, you know, it's, it seems to me is, you know, with his fantasy baseball stuff that has really taken off 
you know, for all these sports, obviously football, right. you know, so it's become more of a digital type game for, for right. these younger folks. But for me, baseball, you know, I was never good at it. I, so I loved playing baseball as a kid. Uh, I could be a pretty good fielder. I couldn't hit worth the lick. I needed you around, uh, Coach All, because I could not hit. But um, I admire somebody that can hit a 100-mile-an-hour ball thrown by a pitcher that's rising or turning. I, that is going to be one of the hardest things of all time. Well, at, they say it's the hardest thing to do in sport. So figure at 90 miles an hour, you have 400 of a second to react to that. And how do these guys do it? And it's, it's just, it's muscle memory, muscle memory, muscle memory. And it's, it's tough. And, you know, that's why I think kids don't, uh, when they have a bad game, they strike out three or four times, you know, but you know what? All you got to do is think about why did you strike out? There's reasons why. Was it a mental huh. thing? You know, uh, so many, so many kids, um, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say sorry, but kids, they had a bad first at bat. Is that a bat going to follow you for the rest of the game? Realizing there's so much today to the mental part of the game about keeping yourself, uh, being able to flush it out. When LSU won all those national championships, Skip Burton was a head coach. I went to see him playing the Olympics down in uh, down Atlanta. And Skip had a mini toilet in the dugout. So when you made it out, you went to that toilet, you flushed it. So you forgot about that. You forgot it about that physically because kids go up there and think, oh, I hit a home run last time. So what? That's done. It's in the past. In baseball, you must stay in the present. You don't want to get in the future. You don't want to get in the, in the past. Well, Chrissy Everett Lloyd was a great tennis player. And yeah. her dad taught her, don't ever want the prize till you play the game. She was playing in Wimbledon. And then she was playing an unknown lady. And she walked by the the um, bench and she saw the trophy she goes that's going to be mine in a couple of, and she got upset she called her dad crying she said dad she said I put the prize before I played the game and you know I do a lot with mental work what's really important with kids is like right now in this pandemic you should be structured you should be going to bed at the same time waking up at the same time having your breakfast go for your walk come back go through your routine do your class work you know, you should be structured now because structure will help you. Structure is good in your life. It shouldn't be hodgepodge. What's baseball? Baseball is muscle memory. Going through a normal routine and doing it and then pushing yourself. And the mental part of it is is you um, sitting back saying, this is what I want this year. How am I going to get there? What are the things that I need to do to get there? Um, if, if I don't get there, why did I not get there? So I've been to... I go to clinics every, I've been to five this year and I read every day, every day I read something about baseball and I, I, I want to be able to contribute as a great, we had a lot of Zooms and had a lot of college guys speaking. One guy talked a couple weeks ago about your mental, your mental part, breaking your mental too. First of all, your awareness as a player. Okay. Um, how, how do you, how are you aware in a situation? How are you aware um, of you in the game? And you break it down into seven different areas. And it's, it really helps kids think about it because there's a reason why things happen. And I was, uh, I was a real good pitcher. I could throw real hard. And I wanted to pitch in college, but they wouldn't let me because I was on a football scholarship. You know, I thought I was going to go to Florida and just uh, get some suntan and all that, but that never happened. But I really 
study the mental part of the game a lot with kids and, and try and get in kids' heads and say, don't get down, um, you know, uh, during the game. Let's forget about that. Let's concentrate on the next thing. Because the mental part of anything in life is so, so important. And yeah. helping kids with breathing, how to, how to relax and breathe. We're playing for the state championship in baseball. My shortstop, I taught him his breathing. He goes, Coach, can we breathe? When in the dugout, we breathe. When I beat my come on a state championship. So <laughs> I don't want to go so, into detail. But. So let, let me just ask you a couple more questions before we finish up. So tell me about one of the most memorable mound visits you ever had. I, I, there was one uh, movie I, I watched. I can't remember which one it was. It was the, the one uh, where they had a mound visit and they just were joking around with a pitcher to kind of loosen them up. But tell me about a key mound visit you made during your career that, that, that is memorable. Um, well, I heard about this one from, uh, from Gordy Gillespie. You know, Gordy's all-time one of the greatest coaches ever in Illinois. And Rich, Rick... Uh, Rick from our, our school uh, was pitching for Lewis and he was getting, he was getting just lit up and Gordy went out to the mound, walked up to him. And he said, he went, he said, look down at the dugout, uh, down at the bullpen, look down there. He goes, and then he walked off and there was no one warming up. And he was telling him, you know what, figure, figure that one out. So I did this to a kid one time. Um, I walked out on the mound and, I kind of walked around a little bit. Then I, a couple of other players were coming. I just said back, and I, I just looked out at the, you know, our bullpen. There's no one warming up, and I just looked looked at him, and I walked away and went went back in the dugout, and he got out of the inning and stuff. So I mean, <laughs> I think there's times, um, there's times to, to get on guys, and there's also times, um, to not get on guys. After you won, Gordy taught that's the time to get on guys. After you lost. Praise them. Don't beat them up. But a lot of guys do it reverse. And Gordy was so good at that, at making players know, I'm not yelling at you. Coach, I'm not yelling at you, but you need to do a better job. He was the all-time, I mean, the best guy I've ever been around in terms of dealing with human emotion and feelings. And he talked to our staff one day. We had an 11-man staff, and he just talked to us in a very light tone but every guy there felt i need to do i'm not doing a good job i need to do a better job and who's that won, coach uh, gordy gillespie he was uh he won uh oh like 10 state championship joe lake catholic went to lewis he was in 17 hall of fames how many guys are in 17 hall of fames yeah any books are you writing books he played for ray myers he played to paul he's a world-renowned baseball coach. He's number three all-time winningest baseball coach. And I got a chance to coach football with him for two years. And it was, it helped me so much as a, as a coach. Great. Hey, listen, what, before we end up, can you give me one or two highlights of your career that, that you thought were just like, you know, you know, defining moments in your career? Um, are we, are we, are we there yet? Maybe there's one coming up. Um, uh, I would say two things that stick out is after we won the football, I was on the field with my wife hugging and, uh, you know, telling guys who couldn't play, uh, who weren't there, just honor all those guys I coached in the past who didn't make it there. And I said, this is, 
I'm taking this trophy and this ribbon for you guys, accepting that. And the other one would be when I won the state championship, my son coming out, hugging him on the mouth. That no, that's awesome. The two best things I, I remember about those. So, you know, my wife was so supportive and my son being at the games and being there and stuff, being able to coach him was like, uh, it was the best. So uh, I've been very blessed by the Lord with a, with a great family. As I told you, I have twin daughters, Jenna Gard's the vice president. She's a secret service. My daughter, Jordan, works for a real good company. She lives in Boston. My son owns his own landscaping company. And my wife and I have been retired for a number of years. So we're very blessed. So whatever I can do at any time, I'm in. Whatever I can do. All right, so so definitely those two high school. That's awesome. And I, I mean, I I tell you, man, I, I was getting a little emotional with you too, man. Those high school things are just absolutely amazing for the whole community, for all the players before and after. Also proud. So, coach, um, how can people? I know you want to help. How can people get a hold of you if if their say their son or daughter needs some help and get to that next level? How can they get a hold of you? Um, I can give you my. My, my email is, is simple. It's, it's Jim, J-I-M, Hall, H-A-L-L, baseball at Comcast.net. That's Jim Hall, baseball at Comcast.net. I'm 100%. I've never not been able to get a kid in school somewhere. It's not always the one he wants, but I've always found a place for him. I've helped girls along the way also. Uh, my phone number is 815 one five one six and whatever I can do. I mean, I've sat kids down. I bring them to my home. I have two big sports memorabilia rooms, and um, I think what I'll do is I'm going to take the I'm going to bring the uh, computer down. Yeah, let's see it. One of one of the uh, memorabilia rooms here. So we're heading down to the first level. Um, Guys, we are getting a promo here into the memorabilia room. This is the uh, the bear wall. Uh, Mike Ditka, Erlacher, Butkus. This is uh, a thing from Japan. Nice. This is, uh, all the baseballs in here are from Major League, signed by Major League guys. Uh, there's wow. people, There's footballs from Ditka, Hampton. Um, this is Ron Coomer announced for the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> this is my USA Baseball stuff. It worked for them. This is Dave Deal, won two Super Bowls for the Giants. This is my Cub. When the Cubs won a World Series, I bought all this stuff and put, you know, I said, it's my time to be a little kid. This is uh, <laughs> two state championships from football, the rings. That's a baseball state championships. Here's some of my rings, some of my Hall of Fame rings. Um, here's the wild Cubs pictures, Wrigley Field, Cubs, my mini bats. My wife said I can't get any more mini bats because I'm a grown seven-year-old man. Um, Pat Murphy's jersey. Remember an old guy named Denny McLean? Denny McLean yeah. signs jersey, Denny McLean. Here's all the scrapping. My wife did. She was a scrapper. So anytime we played, all these books are scrappings. Here's Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken signed his hat for me when we won the state championship. Brett Favre, Gail Sayers, uh, Giuliani, and Joe Torrey. Here's my bobbleheads. Nice. And here's my trips around the world. This is uh, uh, this is from Italy, uh, from uh, Puerto Rico, Aruba. I've been in 21 countries baseball. 
Here's a number of jerseys from, from Coomer. Um, my daughter's boyfriend played in the Super Bowl when the uh, Colts beat, beat the Bears. Nick Seta kicked the Notre Dame. And uh, another wall here. A lot of uh, – here's Mike Zimmer, the head coach from the Vikings. Mike's a good friend. Um, this kid plays now for the Diamondbacks. Uh, no, he plays for the uh, Nationals. They won the World Series. Nice. This kid plays for Miami now. An article about that's my son and I hugging after we won a state championship. Oh, I love that picture. A couple articles about about me. A couple other things, and then heading down to the second level. We come down here. More. Here's my daughter. Oh yeah, some more of my players there along the wall. Here's my daughter's after state swim meet. This is uh, Mark Payton, who may he may play played at Rita. He may play this year for the Reds. You know, and then we're coming downstairs. This is my uh, and here's where here's where the hats are. I have over over three thousand hats. So um, <laughs> has your wife our, banned the hats? Yeah, uh, she does now. Here's uh, our plaques from the state championships. Nice. Here are the hats. Let me turn another light on down here. See the hats? Oh my gosh, that is awesome. There's more hats. There's more hats. There's a Brett Favre. A uh, number of uh, plaques from former players. Baseballs. Picture of Illinois State where I played. More hats. Uh, Michael Jordan signed basketball. More hats. Here's my table. Here's more things on the wall. Here's there's a field of dreams. Nice. That's a plaque I got from the state when I retired. There's Coomer, College World Series. There's Kerry Wood. So um, this is what old coaches do. They uh they collect stuff and it's um you know it's uh it's been really enjoyable and fun and if there's anything I can do to help in any way, I'm in. Trust me. So, All right. Well, you, folks, you heard it. You heard it here, man. Number one, a couple of things. We're playing baseball this year, 2020. Yeah. We're hoping July 4th happens at Ridley Field. Jim Hall will be probably the happiest guy ever watching those, oh, those yes. guys play. And I then will. maybe we'll have a World Series. You never know. Right. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Hey, Coach, can we catch up with you sometime later? Because I could talk to you all day. I love baseball. I love football. I love all the sports. And you, you guys – you, you've been around, and you've you got a unique way of looking at things that I like. Well, you know what? I, as I said, I feel really blessed. Uh, my wife and I travel. My one daughter uh, lives in D.C. My other daughter, my uh, she's spreading my second grandchild, so we just FaceTime with her. So we travel a lot. We're going to go to Florida. So um, you ever in the Chicagoland area, we can uh, come on and see the memorabilia. We'll go to Coomers for lunch and um, – you know, I just uh, – I feel very blessed to be – have, have – you know, my kids are doing well. Um, we're, we're healthy. We're doing well. I'll be 70 this year. So, I feel – I don't feel – so I feel like I'm 50 and stuff. But Oh, hey, man, you're, like, you're like a 30-year-old. Come on yeah, now. You're have, ready to go. Have them email me or call me, whatever I can do. I can't promise anything about work hard, but I told you I'm 100%. I've never not been able to find a kid at school to go to. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Coach, and, and uh, keep up the great work, okay? My pleasure. God bless. Have a great day. God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to the opening statement with Joe Shannon. 
You can find us on the internet at shannonlawgroup.com or telephone our office at 312-578-9501. Have a terrific day.